keeping you in your toes, keeping it lively. What, what kind of show would this be then? I don't know the rest of it. Oh, I thought maybe you'd come up with an introduction. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it is indeed playing up the missus. I am Christopher, and this is the missus. She doesn't know her place. <laughs> so, Fiona, thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Now, usually Fiona, I let you put, give the first opinion, but I'm going to give you my overall opinion of this episode. Which is, I thought it was an excellent episode of the Attila the Hun show, or the Attila the Hun show. Um, what a shame that it could never be shown on television again. I know, there was <laughs> some very unacceptable um, elements that were dotted throughout. It's not yeah. even one scene, your one sketch you could cut out. But the one thing I was, I was thinking was perhaps because so many different bases are covered... In this one episode, maybe maybe this is the only episode you couldn't show again. Although I have a vague recollection that we spoke about another episode that we thought we couldn't show again. But anyway, what did you think? I generally feel positive about this episode, but some of the sketches went on a bit long. No, do you think so? Yeah. Okay. And obviously was... I mean, was it mainly the blacking up? Uh, well, <laughs> let, let's let's not make that the headline of the episode. <laughs> let's deal with it as it but comes yes, up. I, it I, comes up a lot. It, it was it was more of a shame. It's like, ugh, they <sighs> have to go and do that now. As you say, it can't be shown again. And you know, would you even not show this to our child when he's like grown up or whatever? Um, let's go through it again, and then I'll answer that. Okay. Question might require a lot of conversations for context. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to go through it chronological? Yes. Well, we started with the Attila the Hun show. Well, yes. Um, started with Horses in War, is what I wrote, because mm-hmm. we weren't quite sure what was going on. And the bits of old telly that they'd clipped together, some mm-hmm. of which appeared to be... Um, Are you still alive? <laughs> Mongolian. Very, very still. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh-huh. And some of which look like old German Empire, and some, uh-huh. you know, it was like almost like Just, uh, yeah, Western and, at some point. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, it was a very mismatch, you know. But then they introduced it as Attila the Hun show, mm-hmm. um, which reminded me. Do you remember I used to work with a guy called Attila? I do remember <laughs> that. Interestingly, I was thinking about that just today. In fact, although I wasn't thinking so much about him, he used to he would like make love from the Beach Boys. Um, I was thinking about another guy. Well, we can't really mention all their names because then we'll, you know, you will, they'll be able to identify themselves. But another guy who went home for a holiday and just never came back. Do you remember him? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> there was a visa issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, that, that brought back uh, some memories of that. But, um, and then we cut to what I've written, the lovebirds. The Attilas. Yes. Now, something I only realised today, I only I only learnt today when I was doing a little bit of research for this episode. You're such a geek. I know, but but it it starts to. This is where your fifty years of time have you know caused problems because apparently the sort of start of the show that made it look like an American sitcom was almost shot for shot. Um, the titles of the Debbie Reynolds show that was had been shown earlier that year, um, which might explain why it got such a big laugh. Yes, because it's like, wait a minute, people know what the hell's going on, or you know, more than just that. Oh, this is like the start of an American sitcom. What the is that? The bit in the garden? 
Well, it was like the bit of the two of them running together, yeah, yeah. and then they were pushing the, uh, the kids were pushing on the swing. Oh, is that and, what okay, I was And the uh, music was the same music yeah, yeah, as yeah. it being on the David Earl show. Though, I mean, when we did get to the two on the swimming, swing, it was quite funny because uh, Chapman was dressed as a woman with sort of coconut knockers or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, she would think she was the daughter. The, he was yeah. the daughter. Uh, so, yeah, that was just funny itself. And I kind of thought that's what they, <laughs> they are um, mentioning. Um is this a yeah. reference to another part of it? It's what you are physically doing at the I, moment. I was going to keep that secret from a my podcast. A reference to another sketch in this yeah, show. Yeah, it's just a reference to the time of the evening. Oh, okay. Fine. <laughs> I love the fact that you're preserving your modesty, even though this is entirely audio. <laughs> well, I don't really like distract you. <laughs> How is that not distracting me? <laughs> well, we're going to have to explain now, well, aren't exactly. we? Well, we'll get to when we get to that sketch. Um, yes. Uh, the other thing I noticed about uh, Attila, first of all, that John Cleese always said Attila the Hun. Yeah, he did say it weird. Michael Palin immediately after him just happily said Attila. Yeah, no. It's Attila the Hun. Um, was Cal Cleveland's eye makeup? It was like bright green when she shut her eyes. Her mascara was bright green. I didn't notice that. Oh, I noticed that. Uh, uh, so yes, and then they arrived into a sitcom. More obvious situation. Obviously, that was the title, so I didn't know that. But I just thought you might have something to say about the wonderfully decorated 70s house. Oh, yes, it was very good. It was a, it, one of those sort of very fashionable 70s houses. Yes, the round sofas and all The round that, sofas and the wallpaper of like trailing up, not ivy, but very straight lines, yeah. patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought you would like all of that. Um, and what I also noticed was the um, people, and this must be like that, Debbie Reynolds show, look mm. to the camera to get the extra oh, laughs possibly, as possibly, well. possibly, yeah. Um, I don't know. I've never seen the Debbie Reynolds show. No, but uh, there's a lot of canned laughter and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Are we beating around a certain bush here? Yeah. Eric Idle played a part in this sketch. He seemed to be their, well, I don't know how you would describe it, manservant, but essentially he was blacked up. And not just blacked up. He had sort of stupid and eyes. And very stereotypical voice as well. Yeah. But I noticed that his character was called Uncle Tom. Mm-hmm. So at this early stage of the episode, I thought, ah, perhaps this is a satirical point um, about uh, uh, racism in America and the depiction of uh, African-American people. Um, uh, and you know we'll get past it and it was you know blinking you'll miss it and everything will be fine that was not to be the case it turned out no. but anyway that happened uh, I'd, o- I'd also comment well I suppose this whole mix of 70s Attila mm-hmm. so they had a present for the kids yes. and it was in like a plastic shopping bag yes uh, but it was a head it was a severed head it was a yes. severed head so I I just wasn't expecting the plastic bag because I was even thinking in the in the seventies <laughs> they didn't really have plastic bags but they obviously did but yeah <laughs> they didn't have plastic bags when you think plastic bags were invented Fiona I don't know I think they provided plastic bags for quite a while before the seventies really when do you think well they, they, they always speak about the fifties as being when plastic became cheap mm. and that's why things were all made of plastic after okay, that okay okay there uh, we go so yeah. Okay, uh, but then we went to very quickly to the Attila the Nun show. Do you remember this? Yeah, the, we had the now for something completely different. 
Yes. Oh, did the they put the titles? Hands, uh-huh. And then the credits. Oh, and then it was a Tale of the Nun. And then it was Tale oh, of the Nun. I didn't note down when the credits were. Yeah. But anyway, okay. Then it was a Tale of the Nun. Mm-hmm. Um, who was taken into hospital and was having... Was, I thought she was having a fight with the staff. I thought she was just need, like, um, in, uh, insane and needed to be sedated yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We but, had a uh, brief glimpse of Terry Gilliam. I, I'm now, I now know every... Uh, I didn't realise. He yeah. was one of the one of the people that was being that. Uh, then Chapman came in as a doctor... Um, and he moved across to another patient. I think this episode was quite good in terms of Link. flowing between yeah, sketches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I noticed uh, that. And he moved to another patient, um, which became Striptease Hospital. Well. Well. You say Striptease Hospital. Okay. She was just breathing in and out. Yes. And then there was the Dirty Mac guys. Yeah, students. Who were referred to as students um, that were obviously wanking under their mats. Wow, you're not pulling any punches, are you? Well, were you stressing that wasn't what under they... Under their mats? Max. Max, I see. Um, you I was quite surprised there was, a, there, was a, there was a lack of movement under the max, I oh, thought. Oh, no, there was still an upsetting amount of movement <laughs> right, under okay. the mats. And the expression on the faces. Yes, I, I understood what was, what was being suggested. I know. <laughs> I didn't like it. Okay. I very much frowned upon it. Well, maybe like a sorbet to clear the palate, ready for the next part, which I know you won't have liked, because it was Eric Idle as a sleazy compere. Yes, he he was quite creepy, uh, whereas Palin, when he does his cheesy compare, mm-hmm. is not, um, a, you're lovable. He's nicer, is he? Yeah, he's more like, yeah, he makes you cringe a bit, but doesn't make your skin crawl in the way. So, that... which one then is actually the better performance? I still think Palin. Mm, I think Idol captures the confidence. Well, I think better. I think they're meant to project different types of confidence. Okay. Yes, because this compare is definitely in a sleazy club mm-hmm. where we have striptease politicians. Yeah, now, have we seen this before? We have certainly seen Terry Jones for Low It Was He as the Secretary of State for Commonwealth Affairs. Uh, we have seen him doing a striptease before. Right. If you remember, there was a sketch that was about a man trying to change on the beach. Yeah, yeah, and, and then he came yeah, until yeah, eventually yeah, he yeah, just yeah. gave into it yeah, and, so and went for it. But and it, as indeed Terry Jones did here as well. Yes, and I love the fact that he has such little rhythm, he couldn't get his tassels to. <laughs> To spin. To spin. Um, and I enjoyed that a lot. I liked, uh, uh, I liked the fact that he was giving a speech at the same time, which I think actually made sense, the speech. Yeah, but you weren't really following what he was saying. But he, but he would sort of use some intonation to uh, juice up his striptease act. He so used at one point he went, it. yeah, uh, we're going to keep these at a realistic level <laughs> and put his shoe off, yeah. And also, once he finished his speech, there was a few seconds of him just doing the strippy, and he really got into it then. It was like, oh, right, I've done the speech now, I can really go for it, and he really did. Yeah, because he did feel like he was concentrating a bit on his speech mm-hmm. when he first right. started yeah. the, the striptease, yes. Mm-hmm. That was then followed by Graham Chapman, who just kind of wobbled across the stage in a sort of half shot. Oh, doing belly dance. And he had yeah, a, yes. He had a jewel in his belly button. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. I, I, I was too concerned on the cut-off shirt with the full tie. I like that bit. So, yes, I thought that's what you were doing when you were removing your underwear but keeping your overclothes on earlier on and doing this podcast. 
Let's just bar off part of the evening. Right, okay, fine. We then went to the Vox Pops on politicians, but they were all groupies. Yes, basically shagging all these politicians. Yes. Who was the best groupie? Oh, I don't know. Michael Palin was the best groupie. Which one was he? He had like a sort of star painted on his face. Oh yeah, no, he, he was. was at the front. He was. He was quite. He looked quite young, actually. I liked it when they were referred to liking Black Rod. Black Rod, yes. That that's one thing that I think what I've particularly loved about this episode is there were lots of little silly bits like that that came up. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll point out the other ones that I thought that just makes it makes it funny. Uh, that then went to what do their parents think? And Terry Jones was the father who we saw. Referring to his daughter as a little bastard. <laughs> um, and then another nice link as he yes. just went indoors and the wife was there who was Palin. Asking him what was being, what, what he was doing, who he, he was talking to. He was talking to the telly and it wasn't mm-hmm. that kind of telly, it was this kind of telly. Mm-hmm. And so they were kind of made a reference to it. So that was quite funny. Palin spent the whole next sketch. Stuffing a chicken. Stuffing a chicken, yes. But also stifling laughter. But he was a great character. He was super for the rat. He's a real good rat bag in this one. Uh, he, 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 yeah, he did that very well. I would just like to take a moment to reflect how weird it is mm-hmm. watching Palin on these Monty Pythons after very recently watching Palin in North Korea doing the travel shows being, as an yeah. old man, uh, <laughs> a big all serious and um, sensitive, and he's just big all silly and insensitive. But, see, but I think that I think that is what is wonderful about Palin is that even when he is at his most serious, even like when he was on the North Korea thing when he was talking to them very carefully about uh, their attitudes towards leadership, etc. <laughs> and also if he's like doing charity. Um, uh, you know, um, appeals and that kind of thing. When it, I mean, actual serious stuff. Somewhere down deep inside, you know, that rat bag stuff in the chicken could come out any second. I liked it when he actually showed the um, the fish dance sketch to one of the North Koreans. Oh yeah, that was me, and she couldn't really understand <laughs> it. No, I know she didn't. I think she ended up stuff. laughing out of politeness. Uh, she said, "What's the fish of mine?" Yeah. <laughs> But we haven't seen that sketch yet, so we can't talk about it. Oh, it doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Okay, us. sorry. No. Um, and then they had the cricketers. No, the, well, the rat catcher coming in. Well, 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 well. We missed a bit. That's what Graham Chapman said when he came in. Okay. Um, and then he made out that he was the cricket test, test selection, selection committee, mm-hmm. and this is the house that's going to have the cricket in it. Mm-hmm. Ah, only kidding. I'm a rat I'm catcher. The rat so that's quite funny. Mm-hmm. And then she said the rat's over there just by... Or in the ways, In the ways. Now, that's not a phrase I've heard before. Oh, it's a word for sideboard. For not sideboard. <laughs> What's that called? What do you call that? Scouting board. Scouting board. <laughs> scouting board, yes. It's a word for scouting board. I think it's when you know sometimes they're slightly higher. Like in old houses. They're, yeah, they're quite, quite high. high they're quite deep, I think yeah. that's wainscoting, whereas what we have, the sort of three or four inches high, is a uh, is scouting board. Okay. But then the rat catcher says, oh, it sounds like a... Little village in Devon. Yeah, little, and then there was a village in Devon, the lovely lady that went, we're on telly! <laughs> that was a lovely That moment. was one of the silly bits that I liked. Yeah. Like, Eric Idle who came out and said yeah. that. And they came out again when it got mentioned later on. They said it again! <laughs> yeah. Yes. So that that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, the other bit I liked was when they found the, they were looking, they, he realised it was sheep 
not mice. Yeah. Uh, and so they had to look for the hole, and they found a mouse hole, and he said, no, that's mice. And then he pulled out some, you know, made-up mice on a string that then got pulled back in. Yes. That was a really effective way of showing <laughs> mice, I thought. I liked that bit too. And then they found the great giant hole that was the sheep's hole, which yes. was hilarious that they wouldn't have noticed <laughs> this giant the hole size of an armchair. Walk into yes. It. yes. Um, then the first sort of cricketers appeared, the English team, to see if this was for the No, this was. wasn't. Oh. Yeah, that was then. Oh, right. I haven't written any more about the, the thing. So, oh, yeah. Right, okay. um, yeah, so the first letter appeared. And, mm-hmm. and and I quite like that Terry Jones went, no, 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 it was just a joke. It was just a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, go away. Uh, and then I haven't written anything more. I know he, oh, it's got a gun. That was surprising. Yes. And then we had a little bit about Killer Sheep that went to the laboratory. We had Eric Idle's professor looking incredibly like Graham Nash of the Hollies and Crosby, Stills and Nash. We, we missed those. Appeared. Oh, no. no, no, we haven't done that yet. Um, with uh, Carol Cleveland as assistant, Terry Gilliam as a Viking who got half a line to say at one point, as we've seen before. Mm-hmm. And then the West Indian cricketers appeared. Well, the same cricketers. Yes, except John Cleese this time. Was blacked up. Yeah, that was unfair. But you could snip that out without really noticing anything. Did he actually say anything in an accent? I don't. He didn't say very much. I think he said, "Is this where the cricket?" Is? And then you can. They were kind of yeah. bundled out quickly. So, but I've just. We're no. getting to a point with all of this. I've just read long and silly. So this is one of the sketches. Oh, I was like, I quite like the, the, mm. this because I also like. Then let's speak to the chief chief commissioner of police, and they pulled him out of the um, morgue, morgue, and he waved. I like that bit too. And then he went, don't be silly, on the phone. But if that was him there, why would he then say, call him on the phone? Anyway. Okay. Then we went to the animation of Sheep Gangsters, robbing the bank, etc. And then the news for parrots. Well, yeah, generally the animals were taking over at that point. Yes, but this is something that I... Do you remember... I vaguely remember that very often in news reports of things happening around the world... They would specifically mention no Britons were thought to be involved. So you know, okay, mm. there's been a plane crash in yeah, yeah, yeah. Italy. No Britons were thought to be involved. They don't do it anymore. Um, they just tell you if there are Britons yeah, involved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this was no parrots were thought to be uh, involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Michael had a very nice tie in that as that newsreader. I didn't notice that. Nice and then we we cut to 1793. Well, this was the tale of two cities. The tale of two cities. And they, uh, the lady was um, tending to her aged father, mm-hmm. and then the loved one came in, and then they just spoke like parrots because yes. it had been adapted for that parrots. Was funny. It was funny. It was a- unexpected. Yes, and it didn't go on too long. That um, no, that pa- that parrot, bit. the parrot bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then then we cut back to the news for Gibbons. Which was interrupted for today in Parliament for humans. And I've written Parliament nonsense. It I was struggled nonsense. to follow. Oh, well, perhaps, perhaps then you missed another troublesome oh, line. Did. What was it? About uh, somebody being asked, uh, what were you doing with that choir boy? Oh, no, uh, I didn't. Did yes, so that, yeah. you'd have to clip that out as well if you were going to show this today, I think. Mm. Uh, and that went to the news for wombats. <laughs> It's it's almost funny just describing what happens in the programme. Well, I think they'd milked this joke. Uh, then the animation of Attila the Bun. That was a little bit funny because, mm-hmm. again, it didn't go on too long. Mm-hmm. And then Idiots. Idiots in Society, yes. I I quite enjoyed this. 
I like mm-hmm. the idea that um, John Cleese was an idiot when people were passing, but quite an intellectual in between, saying mm-hmm. that you know there needs to be an idiot in the village. It's providing quite a um, psychological psycho sociological service. Yes, it's quite an interesting idea that people need to have somebody more stupid than to them to laugh on, at. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's good. I know. I also quite like the fact that he he was not stupid around other idiots. Yes. Um, and I also liked when he was doing the training in in front of his house, mm-hmm. and he ran to the um, horse. Oh yes. And just hit his head and fell right back. Yeah. That was a good fall. And jumping into the river as well. Oh it, yeah. It was very good physical stuff yeah, from, yeah. from Cleese there. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we moved to City Idiots. Well, first of all, we had Marlon Brando as the, as the uh, banker. bank manager, which seemed to just be a joke about let's give him a stupid name until the assistant manager came out. The Hollywood said, Silver. Mr. Brando, Hollywood on the phone. Yes. There was a slightly troublesome bit here as well, yeah, though. Yeah, where the uh, John Cleese's idiot was walking past some people and oh, he, he did a sort of um, disabled person's disabled walk. Person. You're right. He wasn't yes. just a silly walk, was it? So they're really ticking all the boxes of potential offence here. Then we went, yes, to the... um, City idiot. Urban idiots. Oh, oh, hang on, though. I quite liked Eric Idle was was the the older idiot, saying that falling off walls is yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, More subtle. Well, Michael Palin poured some porridge over it. Yeah. I wonder how long that took to film, because it was very good. The grip was very good. If it had been a few takes of that. Um, yeah, then we went to Urban Idiots. Satire! There was, oh, I quite like the way that they had subtly described lots of different posh idiots. Mm-hmm. Each character was slightly yes. different in, in the poshness and mm-hmm. idiotness. Um, so yes, that was. I also like the fact that they subtitled these establishment figures. In a way that yes, now this they can't. I don't think they could have thought of this. I, I don't know if this was because often when there are programs with regional accents on it, and I would mm. point out the Trollerman was one when it was mm. folk from the northeast of Scotland, and they subtitled them, and there was a kind of a bit of an outcry about they're speaking English. Mm. Okay, why do you need to subtitle them just because they've got an accent? So I quite like the fact that this was establishment yes. figures, and we haven't to subtitle them because their accents are just as blooming ridiculous. And difficult to fo- to follow yeah. uh, for other people um, as you know as very regional accents. However, I don't really think that was possibly what they were making a reference to. Um, I like Graham Chapman's very uh, swinging on the spot reporter, the big tie, big sort of uh, uh, billowy tie kind of thing. Oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Uh, then we went to Test Match Special. With the drunk commentators. Yes, another one. I think I think those are probably references to actual comment, cricket commentators who, if we had been alive 50 years ago or were even vaguely interested in cricket, uh, we might have known who they were supposed yeah. to be. But who's the one on the far right? That was Eric Idle with the big red uh, alcoholic nose. He was against the darkies. Yes, he was. Yeah. <laughs> No excuse for that, other than that, I don't know, possibly that was a word that was perfectly acceptable to use on television uh, in those days. But again, he was expressing the fact he was against them. Yes. All of them. Yes. 
So it wasn't just the the terminology he had used; it was the expression of racism, yeah. Oh yes, you know. absolutely. Um, then the cricketers turned into furniture, mm-hmm. and then there's furniture running a race again. Silly at this point. Yeah, no, I have a, I quite like that. I quite like the household appliances playing cricket and doing the racing. I was also quite intrigued because. There's a bit in the, well, the, the beginning of the third book of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Life, the Universe and Everything, starts with a Chesterfield sofa appearing at Lord's during a test match. So what, which came first? What well, this did. And knowing what a big fan of Monty Python Douglas Adams was, was I wonder if it was, a l- if it, if it was it. either a nod to it or just subconsciously lodged mm. itself uh, in his brain. Um, but yes, I, I, I like the, the, the household appliances doing that all done sort of stop motion mm-hmm. But it must have taken ages. Especially the horse race. They came from a long way away. Can't have to photograph, right, move the things up a couple of feet. Photograph, right, move the things up a couple of feet. Must have taken a long time to do. I admire their commitment to their comic But class. that's true of any animation. Yeah, but you think you just think, well, actually, let's not bother. We'll write something else in this bit. You can think that about any animation. Yeah, but animation is animation. This, you know, this is just, this is part of a, a bigger program. But there's animation in this program. Why would that scene be any different to the? Because well, that animation is done by Terry Gilliam in a loft, moving bits of paper around. This it animation takes ages. Yeah, but this animation is done on a racetrack with lots of people are going to have to move those bits of furniture. It's going to take more effort for. Is it just the physical exertion? The physical and the time. That's I'm I'm just making a point. I thought they were very committed. So there we go. Uh, And the final bit is the take your pick uh, spoof. And you had the old wifey come on and not look the right way. Now, I swear we've seen that before. Oh, I've seen something similar. We've certainly also had... I, I always think it's a bit of a low Python trick of ha, ha, ha. Plebs know things about um, philosophers. That's yes, funny. Yeah. As if you know, only posh folk could possibly be educated. Uh, we also had a bit of, a, of some racist language involved in this, and confirmation of who does. Yes. Yeah, who does? But that said, that aside, if 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 one can um, put that to one side, this was quite a funny sketch. I thought. Yes, it was, especially when she wouldn't say fish, and you could see Clee's on the verge of becoming Basil, full mm. oh, All right, so, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But having to keep that grin on his face. I think and that was quite a specific parody of the guy who played yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Mills? I might be wrong about that. I, but I can picture him. Yeah. In mm-hmm. the black and white kind of thing, so I know mm-hmm. what you mean. And I hadn't noticed, until he'd been there some time, Chapman in the background being as, the the, as being the dolly bird and <laughs> yes. he was brilliant as that I thought and just the way he kind of held himself and mm-hmm. all that it was I really enjoyed that. I also like the fact that one of the one of the when he was offering her the blow on the head was was the prize but he was offering her other uh, other ways of being assaulted. But, yeah. Uh, one of the last one was a dagger up the stamp. Is it at the bottom? I believe so. Snuck that out on BBC, whatever it was, <laughs> BBC One in the uh, in the evening. Um, but again, another, just one last bit of slight troublesomeness. Yeah, was it? Yes, because there was like three clerics in the audience, played by Michael Palin, Terry Gilliam. I didn't even and see I the think, audience. 
and Eric Idle. Yeah, you saw them very briefly. Yeah. And then at the end, when the show was over, they ran on and assaulted Graham Chapman as the hostess. Oh, no, I see what you mean. Clerics as in a bishop. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They just yeah, a little yeah, troublesome yeah. just going on there. Or satire. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, an interesting episode from that perspective, I think. It, I know, and I'm not sorry that I still found it funny, but it does detract from it quite a bit, the, the unfortunate elements of it. Mm-hmm. So let's be positive and see uh, what were our favourite performances in this episode. Well, I think Eric Idle stuffing the chicken. Not uh, Eric, Michael, but Michael Palin stuffing the chicken. That's Palin's best, you think? I think that's Palin's best. Would you agree, or do you think Palin had better? Uh, no, I think that's probably Palin's I loved it. I loved the look of him as Attila the Hun's son, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, I would agree. That was that was his best. I think Please at the end there, being the... Um, hope, the oh, host. more than the idiot? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, I just found it funnier. All right. I, I think I would give him the idiot, I think. Yeah, fair enough, that. fair enough. Uh, Chapman, uh, daughter of Attila the Hun. Uh, <laughs> who else? The doctor in the striptease hospital. Can he be the dolly bird in the back of the cruise show? He can be. I quite liked his rat catcher. He, I think he got a bit um, lost in it, but I, I quite liked yeah, it. I, quite uh, I also liked his parrot actor. Oh, when in the, they're in, in Taylor Two Cities. cities. Yeah. Yes. Um, Terry Jones. Can we look past his striptease? Yeah. Uh, he was also Mrs. Stuffing Chicken. Mr. Stuffing Mr. Chicken. Mr. Stuffing Chicken. Um, um. And the old lady in the uh, Take Your Pick sketch. I quite like that as well. He was, he was fair enough, but not a, not a brilliant not, Terry not, Jones. Not like previous, where he's no. normally quite shining. Although the striptease was good. Let's not go... Yeah, let's say the striptease. He was the one that spoke about Black Rod, the goose that spoke about Black Rod. And Eric Idle. I presume it's not Uncle Tom. No. Uh, or the compere. Um, or what was this in the Rat Catcher sketch? Oh, the woman in wainscoting. Oh, maybe. That's his best performance. Oh, that would press out like Graham Nash. I'm going to go for one of those. Is that from Nash Steals and what's it? (laughs) From Crosby Stills and Nash. Yeah. Crosby Stills, Nash and Young. (laughs) I presume the same Nash. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Teach your children well, everyone. (laughs) Fiona's parents obviously didn't. Well, I've only got a vague awareness of them because of you, so at least you've got somewhere. It's like you're born on a different planet. Um, Is that everybody? That is everybody. And the best performance of all is going to be Michael Palin as the stuffing woman, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, there we go. Jolly good. Okay. Um, So, as I say, apart from the troublesome elements, I thought a solid, uh, excellent show. I like uh, the links as well. And very good links, good. So I take it we will continue. Yes. Anything more to say? Well, nothing more to be said. Then all that remains to be said is, join us next time when we will once again introduce the Python up the misses. Bye.